0: slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. We are celebrating Women in Translation Month along with Leslie here from the Nerdy Narrative. And we're looking at one of Brazil's most popular writers, Clarice Lispector today.
1: And also one of our favorite foods. Mm, a chicken.
0: <laughs> I will leave a link to Leslie's channel down below for you to check her out. But we are bringing her on board today to kind of get the female perspective. Welcome to the Codex Cantina, where I am Una
1: and I am Leslie.
0: If you are new around these parts, the Codex Cantina takes some of the most popular literature, influencing even today's writers, and approach it in a very conversational way. Today, what are we talking about, Leslie?
1: So if you've been around the Codex Cantina for a while, and I'm sure you have, you will know that we always begin with the publication information. A Chicken was first published in the summer 1964 issue of the Kenyon Review, And our copy that we read was translated by Katrina Dotson.
0: We will leave a link down below where you can read this story for free. Now, when it comes to Clarice Lispector, she was Ukrainian-born, but she claimed that Brazil owned her and every part of her was Brazil. She's such a great writer and frequently kind of explores the divide between man and woman, hence kind of the design for our talk today.
1: So the themes in this story are not those that I normally find when i read any of her work which is why it's sometimes translated i believe into a hen is because what does a hen do a hen lays eggs she's a mother so it's like what does it take what makes a woman
0: now for plot we're going to go through this real quick because Clarice's stories are not about plot it's about the discussion out of them she was a sunday chicken still alive because it wasn't yet nine in the morning. I love the way this one opens, right? Because we're in the point of view of this, this chicken. And our main character, the chicken.
1: <laughs> it just sounds like a, this should be narrated like an audiobook format by a Southerner. It just, it's perfect. <laughs> she was a Sunday chicken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who was ready to be slaughtered, right? So our hero chicken, however, escapes. And it was chased down by this male hunter who caught it. And when caught, she lays an egg. (laughs) Family decides to keep the chicken upon seeing her lay the egg. So it lived with them, employing her twin talents of apathy and alarm. (laughs) Until one day they killed her and ate her. End plot.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was so sudden. Until one day they killed her and ate her. It's just
0: Mm -hmm. like... -hmm. It's surprising and it's entertaining in the same way that I think a lot of children's tales are or are old myths when we think about them. It's very easy to read. It's very entertaining. It's surprising. And if you dig deep, sometimes there's some deeper meanings potentially behind what these characters could stand for.
1: That's always the case with Clarice. Always the case. And I love that about her. You take a three and a half page story and you can really get some great material to just think about and it addresses things that were going on at the time that she wrote them very important things things that are sometimes still going on to some measure today or in regards to that also it makes you curious to go look up what was happening research history because what is always doomed to repeat itself history
0: so 1964 Brazil, we need to kind of put our our heads around the idea that perhaps, you know, she was just writing a story and being entertaining. Perhaps also though in terms of Clarice's list, like mirror of the world, maybe she saw this difference, this divide between men and women, 1964 Brazil. And perhaps she's even writing to some of that, right? Because if we look at what this chickens value is to this family in this very small box of this family which is hysterical to see them chase this chicken and they're like okay we're gonna eat you because that's your that's your value chicken is you're gonna be delicious delicious meat to my family but then when they catch it what happens
1: she lays an egg
0: right she has a different value now she's got a different value both serving this family one of being Mm -hmm. eaten one of producing food to be eaten. Arguably keep her around a little bit longer.
1: She's providing nourishment. Her life is extending their lives, so to speak. Not only that, a chicken is actually a great companion. I don't know if you knew that, but chickens can live up to 10 years. So you have a great pet that gives you fresh eggs and it can also be used as a tool that parents can use to help teach their children responsibility for caring for a pet and also where their food comes from
0: i love your view on it too because you have authors like steinbeck who will tell you that characters are as humorless as a chicken right (laughs) so let's talk about some minor things right when the story opens up like the way clarice just kind of gently weaves this in there where's the chicken found
1: huddling in the corner of the kitchen
0: oh interesting and once the chicken escapes she's free to do what she wants where's the chicken put back
1: the kitchen
0: ah and is the chicken well understood in this story
1: no i don't think that she is
0: we have a quote her sole advantage was that there were so many chickens that whenever one died another emerged very instant so we get this idea that the chicken's replaceable; that it's not understood; that it's kind of being thrown into the to the the kitchen. One way to kind of provide value, or maybe even provide interpretation to the story, is to talk about maybe how Clarice may be talking about women in society at the time. Their only purpose, in some in some view, I'm not, I'm not saying this is my view, is to produce. Right? Are you Are you producing the eggs? Are you producing offspring? Are you in the kitchen? Are you providing food for my family, the stereotypical roles that women may have played back in the sixties.
1: Yeah. And see, I relate to that because I am a woman who chose not to have children. And a lot of people have given me a lot of grief over that. I have been, I've had some very ugly things said to me because I did not want to have children. So this I really felt like it spoke to maybe women who didn't choose to not have children, but they were unable to have children and they were looked down upon. They couldn't further a man's family name or his line. And so they they were made to feel like they had no worth other than just making a home.
0: Well, we have the quote from the children where they say, mama, mama, don't kill the chicken anymore. She laid an egg. She cares about us. <laughs>
1: She fed them, one of them, because it's just one egg.
0: So maybe part of the point being is, what is the chicken's value to our lives? And is it, to your point, is there companionship in it? Is it more than just what they produce for the family, what they put on the table and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, they have more than one use. They're not just a one-trick pony in that they either lay eggs or they are a meal They are very useful. They will eat unwanted insects. I mean, I don't know about (laughs) you, but I don't want any bugs in my house. If she's hanging out in the kitchen, she's catching them as they come in. She's taking care of business.
0: And I think this is a good story. This is fun. It's entertaining, but it also makes us kind of reevaluate. You know, sometimes we're so single-minded in the purpose of things. This is what this product means in my life. And you'll see... As we've as we've evolved, even from like the 60s, products have become more and more specialized, right? This is mm-hmm. the product that you use to open up cans. This right. is the product that you use to wrench, you know, nuggets, you know, nuts into place and stuff. Like we've become so specialized where we need the exact solution for certain things. And sometimes it's needed. Don't get me wrong. Like they wouldn't sell if they weren't needed. But then everything becomes so specialized, it's viewed as only that. And it's, you see these, um, like, like five minute, five, five tips for life hacks in your family. Mm -hmm. And they talk about using products in ways that you didn't expect, right? Reimagining the use of products in ways and to the point in this story, maybe even people, that were more multifaceted than I think sometimes we attribute things to. And maybe sometimes taking that step outside of what our expectations are of a specific product or person, we can see some beauty and some other things people can produce and add to our lives to leave more fulfilled and rounded lives it might be one of the ways you can interpret the story, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that is just... Just the sort of thing that happens with a Clarice Lispector story. Without fail, this woman will have you thinking and reevaluating and finding new meaning in just the most mundane, normal, everyday things we see in our lives. And I love that about her.
0: What was it in her guts that made her a being? (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: all right guys we're gonna leave a playlist down below for plenty of other Lispector talks and there's plenty of more coming down the way she is such such an enjoyable author to read to discuss uh you know if you've read these stories and either found them perplexing or wanted to have an outlet where you could potentially hear some people talk about it you know we'd be happy to provide that so guys let's move into our subjective ratings which, which don't have anything to do with the quality of the story says how did it hit us you know, Leslie, we brought you on this channel for Women in Translation Month. The idea of, you know, what are they potentially expressing and, and how did you potentially see the story? How did this one hit you?
1: I loved it. I think it has to be one of my favorite Lespector stories that I've read to date, but for a completely different reason. It just, it just provided me with so much enjoyment just at face value. I thought it was hilarious And then when we started just really digging into what the meaning behind the words could be, that gave it so much more fun to me intellectually. I mean, this one, you know me, I am free with the ratings. I would give this one a 10 out of 10 all day, every day, never think twice about it.
0: Do you think this is possibly one of the best places if someone's like, hey, I've never read clarice Right. And she's got some stories that are befuddling, difficult, and they're going to be totally 100% subjective. This one feels a little bit maybe more approachable, particularly for younger audiences or people that are looking for kind of that fabulous story. Is this the place to start with Clarice the Spector?
1: This would be a wonderful start for someone who is looking to see if there is something about this author they might like or enjoy. I would also try to find another one that I would pair with it because this one is so unlike everything else of hers that I have read to date and that it's so funny. So I would probably Mm. pair it with another one of hers, but this one just to get a just to
0: let me hit you with one here. So, there is a serious one that talks about a similar thing about the divide between men and women. And it also shows a little bit more of her mature writing. It comes from the Family Ties collection of hers. It's called The Imitation of a Rose. And it explores. That's the one
1: I was thinking of.
0: Yeah. I was yeah, trying to remember one.
1: that first one that you guys covered on your channel that really sucked me into wanting to read more about her. And that was the one. I, I could remember it was something to do with the rose, but yes.
0: Guys, leave that chicken emoji down below. If you didn't have what to add but enjoyed the talk today, please hit that subscribe and head over to Leslie's channel where you can check out some of her talks as she covers tons of literature along with fantasy, sci-fi, horror, all sorts of fun stuff, guys. Show her some love too. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in
1: the next one.